You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured on allhabs.net brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, hosted by Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Canadians Connection Podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained. My name is Michael Spinella, and I'll be your host for the next hour. This is episode 215 of the Canadians Connection podcast, and I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by my co-host, the editor-in-chief, the founder, and the president of Rocket Sports, Mr. Rick Stevens. Rick, how are you doing? And I guess happy early Halloween. Uh, Happy early Halloween to you and to our listeners. Um... And uh, yeah, coming to the end of October, uh, our next show will be into November already. Um, we had a, we had a, I should say, we had a great pre-show, um, and I keep threatening to record these and, and you know, release them to our premium if we have premium listeners, because um, we talked about you and your drumming, and and um, I'm a drummer, not a vocalist. You know, we it, it was kind of a fun conversation, I think. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we uh, took some time to go through uh, some of our favorite drummers throughout history, uh, obviously talking a little bit about uh, the late Taylor Hawk- Hawkins uh, from the Foo Fighters, spectacular drummer. Uh, also went through some uh, Canadian greats like uh, Neil Peart, uh, just phenomenal. Um, I was a drummer growing up. I still play quite a bit. And uh, well, when I was in hockey uh, for a brief stint uh, growing up, I, I was the goalie, so if uh, you know anything about me, I like to be the backbone of pretty much everything. Wow. You know, I think uh, drummers and goalies are uh, known to be uh, maybe weird characters, but also uh, very important. Uh, you can't uh, get along without a, a, a great drummer or a great goaltender. What a brilliant segue, because what are we talking about today? Oh, we're taking a deep dive into goaltending in the segment two. Uh, but first off here in uh, the first segment, uh, we're going to get everyone up to date on the Montreal Canadiens uh, this past week, and uh, we'll get into the Habs uh, prospects as well, plus uh, some audio from uh, Carey Price, uh, some long-awaited uh, comments from him. Uh, we'll give you a full update on that. And in segment three, of course, it's our Canadiens Connection question of the week, and we are going to ask you, what was your favorite memory of Carey Price's career uh, for those who are interested in uh, letting us know, uh, what's the best way for them to do so, Rick? You should uh, text us. 
It's 5853-ROCKET, 5853-ROCKET. Um, and uh, let us know what, what your uh, respond to our question of the week. Let us know what's on your mind. Um, and if you have a reaction to this show, uh, let us know via text as well. Or send us an email, info at allhabs.net, info at allhabs.net. And, and listen, sometimes we use uh, your uh, questions and comments on the air as we did last week, we had a great show that was filled with uh, us answering your questions. Uh, so when you when you text us or when you email us, uh, just give us your first name and where you are located, because uh, we know Habs fans are everywhere. Yeah. Also, feel free to reach out to us on social media. Uh, make sure you give us a follow at All Habs on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also check out the website CanadiansConnection.com. So we had a couple of games this past week. Uh, You can make sure that you check out all the comprehensive game previews and post-game recaps for every single Montreal Canadiens game at allhabs.net. We'll keep you all up to date there. Going all the way back to October the 22nd, uh, Dallas took a trip into Montreal. It was uh, Jake Ottinger versus Jake Allen. And, uh, well, Jake versus Jake that was a great headline if you didn't catch that one at allhabs.net. I loved it. Uh, unfortunately, though, it ended up being the Joe Pavelski show. Um, Pavelski, he's played hockey forever, and he's still an absolute, uh, absolutely amazing hockey player. He came away with a hat trick. Probably a game that's worth forgetting if you're a Habs fan. I, I think so. Yeah, as it turned out, uh, the Joe versus Jake uh, show um, and and Joe won that one. Uh, but Jake Ott, Ottinger, brilliant, um, off to an incredible start uh, this season for Dallas. And Dallas just looks like a team that um, is going places. Uh, going a couple days forward to October the 25th, uh, Minnesota came into Montreal. Fleury, who has been off to a terrible start to the season, uh, he ended up coming away with a win. Uh, Minnesota 3, Montreal 1. Uh, Fleury, uh, he, yeah, he was definitely a little bit better in this game, but uh, as uh, Rick and I talked about a little bit uh, throughout the week and uh, just before the show, uh, that one uh, goal for Montreal by Cole Caulfield. Fleury kind of, I don't mm. know if he was playing dodgeball, got a little <laughs> bit mixed up, but uh, he seemed to have just moved out of the way and gave Caulfield a wide-open net. Uh, just, yeah, the short side goal, it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a patented uh, Caulfield one timer, a bit of a knuckleball, and and it just, uh, yeah, he didn't. Flurry didn't look good on that, um, but the Canadians didn't challenge a whole lot, and they really didn't challenge much on the power play. The power play has looked absolutely dreadful, um, and uh, they're they're near the bottom of the the league, thirty uh, first, I believe, on the power play with just one power play goal so far this season. And on October the 27th, Montreal does come away with a win in Buffalo, 3-2. to two. Uh, Caden Gooley gets his first NHL goal. Uh, I guess a good effort by Montreal to stay in this game. Uh, a little bit sloppy on both ends, as uh, these are both teams, uh, you know, not probably not going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, both teams have lots of young players in their lineups. And uh, Montembeau, uh, he looked pretty decent. I was okay with his game in uh, that one. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, the rebounds, which have been an issue for him, uh, were there in uh, bad rebounds in, in the first period. But the last 40 minutes, I thought he played uh, uh, really well. And, and you know, it was an entertaining game. As you said, two young teams, lots of 
lots of mistakes, turnovers, um, a lot of back and forth play. Um, Buffalo dominated for long periods, and then the Canadians uh, came back. It was it was a lot of fun, and and the Canadians uh, take this one. The Canadians' record is currently four four and zero. They're twentieth uh, in the NHL, and uh, is it too early to say that I'm actually having fun watching Habs hockey so far this season? Yeah, I, and 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 I think uh, you know the spirits, as as we said on last week's show, um, and the tone from. The feedback we're getting, emails, texts, the the tone of the questions, it's all been pretty positive so far. Yeah, hopefully that does keep up. Uh, please make sure you check out Habs Notepad and Habs Headlines as post up here regularly at allhabs.net. For roster news, uh, there are some injuries and uh, I guess some movement as well. Yuri Slavkovsky is currently out day-to-day with a wrist injury. Although he is traveling with the team, um, do you think there's some potential that he gets in uh, during this road trip? Yeah, I think the they they characterize his his injury as uh, relatively minor, as you said, day to day. It appears that it's it's a wrist injury and and something that he can play with. Um, we saw on the ice um, uh, this morning um, that uh, there the optional skate, the game day skate, the players who aren't expected to be in the lineup tonight uh, uh, included Jonathan Duran, Rem Pitlick, um, Evgeny Dadunov, um, and uh, Joel Edmondson. So that would suggest, um, to us anyway, as we're recording prior to the game uh, uh, in St. Louis, um, that Slavkovsky uh, gets back in the lineup tonight. Um, Yol Armia um, um, looks like he, he's ready to return, and uh, Michael Pozzetta would be playing um, his uh, his first game. We won't know until uh, Marty St. Louis announces the lineup uh, at about five p.m. Eastern, and and, um, and but but that's that's the way things are are uh, uh, leaning um, as we record. Yol Armia and Joel Edmondson currently traveling with the Canadians on their four game road trip. Um, it's hard to say what's going to happen there if either of them are going to get into the lineup, but at the moment, both are practicing in non-contact jerseys and, uh, we'll see if they make their season debuts, uh, throughout this period of time. Yeah. Uh, as I said, better, better chance that Yol Armia plays tonight. I, th- I would have thought that if it was at all possible, they would have liked to, uh, get, uh, Joel Edmondson into the lineup in St. Louis. Um, you know, he has a connection there. He's, he's played there. Uh, quite a few Blues connections or St. Louis connections with uh, Joel Edmondson. Uh, Chris Weidman um, uh, is from the St. Louis area. Jake Allen, of course, um, you know, close connections, uh, a prominent career with, with St. Louis and Mike Hoffman as well. Uh, and it's kind of nice for, uh, for the guys because um, – They've had four days in in St. Louis. They'll have a day off on Sunday to uh, be able to explore, um, and uh, and and some uh, like Chris Weidman will have an opportunity to visit with with family. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens did make a trade this past week. Uh, the Canadiens acquired defenseman Nicholas Baudin from uh, the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for forward uh, Cam Hillis. Baudin is a 2018 27th overall pick that hasn't really panned out. Uh, Cam Hellis is a prospect that's been in uh, the Montreal organization for a couple of years now. 
mostly playing in the ECHL, but uh, he hasn't really had too much of an opportunity here. Hoping he gets a, an opportunity to play uh, quite a bit with the Chicago Blackhawks and uh, their AHL affiliate. Um, with Nicholas Baudin, he's a he's a defenseman. He's got a little bit of NHL experience, but uh, like I said, uh, he's a, a first-round draft pick that hasn't really panned out too well. Um, Nicholas Baudin uh, has been looking, through his agent, has been looking for a trade for months. It's um, It was reported. Um, he was with, with the Bowmans uh, out in Chicago. Uh, he was kind of left on the side and... and didn't see a future with uh, the team. Um, you know, he was a first-round pick in in uh, 27th overall in 2018 by Chicago, but has never really lived up to that billing at the time um, in his draft year. Um, you know, there was a comparison between who who would teams want? Um, who's a better defenseman, Nicholas Baudin, Rasmus Sandin? Um, I think I think we know the answer now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, Cam Hillis, um, it, it's curious that the JF Wool has, has uh, done so much to keep him out of the lineup, either in the press box or, or sending him to the, uh, Trois Rivieres. And, and uh, Cam Hillis, um, he's bright, um, uh, great vision. He's on the smaller side. He's a, he's a pass first playmaker type uh, player. Um, but he, every time we've, we've talked to him, you see leadership qualities, um, uh, throughout and, and, uh, we know he was, he was a captain in, in, when he played in the OHL with Guelph. Um, it, it, whatever the, whatever the situation, the, the, the chemistry, the match between coach and, and player just wasn't there. Um, so he'll get a, a, a new opportunity in the, uh, Chicago um, organization. I think this is this is a case of of Kyle Davidson and um, uh, uh, Kent Hughes sitting down and, and saying, you know, we've got these players uh, that aren't happy, and and uh, can we do them each a favor? Um, of course, Kyle Davidson. They they had already developed a relationship uh, over the Kirby Doc trades, um, and the the agent for Cam Hillis is is Wade Arnett. Um, and he's the same agent as uh, Justin Barron, as Jeff Petrie, so there was already an established relationship there with Kent Hughes. Um, Nicholas Baudin's agent is Pat Brisson, and, and we know the connections Pat has with, with the Canadians, uh, particularly Cole Caulfield and, and, uh, and Pierre, uh, Pierre um, Dubois. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, I, I think this was this is sometimes uh, these things are just uh, to help um, the players move on with their career and and uh, I wouldn't read too much of it as far as um, you know what one's going to bring to you know uh, uh, Bodan's the left-handed defenseman it's not not high on the Canadians uh, wish list but uh, this is just giving an opportunity to to two young players to see if they can uh, kickstart their careers. And that's uh, that's a trade that's going to connect to another trade that we'll get into uh, during our Habs prospect report. But uh, just before that, uh, I will mention Carey Price met with the media on October the 24th. I think this has been kind of a long-awaited media availability. And uh, it sounds like he has no current plan to retire and also that his goal is pretty much to be pain-free. 
Um, we have some audio coming up from Carrie Price a little bit later in the segment as well. That's right. And, and that's the, that's the takeaway. Um, there's no reason for him to, to retire. As we've said many times, uh, he still has, uh, money owing to him. Um, and, and it's not, uh, given where he is long-term injured reserve, uh, there's, uh, 80% of it covered by insurance. There's, there's no impact or little impact on the team. Um, Ken Hughes has got Carey Price's cap, cap relief, uh, to, to use and he has, um, and it's not, um, it, it's not impactful on the salary cap. It's, it's, it's not, um, impactful on Jeff Molson's wallet. So, um, uh, the, the status will remain. And, and again, we'll, as you said, we'll talk more about that, uh, a little bit later. So now I think it's a good time to get to our Habs prospect report. This edition of the Rocket Report is brought to you by AHL.Report, your premier source for the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. AHL.Report is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. So Laval is coming off a very difficult road trip in uh, which they were unable to collect any points. The last game was against Bridgeport. Uh, they lost 5-2. to two. Uh, not a great showing from anybody in that game. Uh, going a couple game, a couple days later, over to uh, October the 26th, uh, Laval was back at home. Belleville came to visit, and Belleville comes away with a 3-2 to two victory. Uh, Laval currently 0-3 versus Belleville this season, so they just do not have Belleville's number at all. But there is a little bit of promise. Uh, last night, uh, October the 28th, uh, Laval beats Rochester 8-1. to uh, They came back with an absolute vengeance, uh, seven different goal scorers. So it's nice to see that they were able, able to get in a nice convincing win there. Hopefully they can start to turn this season around because it's, uh, it's not looked good so far. No, just two wins, um, five losses. Uh, 26th in the AHL. Um, it, it's been a rough start, and and nothing seems to be clicking. You know, the, whether it's the forwards, whether it's um, uh, the goaltending, whether it's the special teams, uh, it's been a it's been a really tough start. But uh, they do play well at Place Bell, play better at Place Bell. It's an intimidating place for opposition teams to play uh, a mini Bell Center, if if you would. Um, and, and yes, Rochester, uh, certainly provided, uh, uh, the, a bit of a cure for those, uh, th- there were so many, uh, first goals of the season uh, on Friday night. Um, we even saw a Gordie Howe hat trick, uh, by Simino. Um, so it was a fun night at the Bell Center for Laval fans who haven't had a whole lot to cheer about this season. But, uh, the good news is, uh, again, tonight on October the 12th. 20- Ninth, Rochester is going to play in Laval, so we'll see if they can uh, repeat what they were able to do the night before. And then on uh, November uh, the 2nd and November the 4th, uh, two games uh, against Toronto. Uh, Laval and Toronto have a nice rivalry going on. It's uh, in the division. It, this would be a great opportunity for Laval to get back in this season. And that game, um, as we record today on Saturday, is a matinee affair, so be sure that you're uh, following uh, the AHL report. So I mentioned a trade that uh, connects to the Cam Hillis trade. Well, the Rocket acquire forward Riley McKay from uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs in exchange for future considerations. Uh, so right now, Riley McKay is uh, reporting to the EAC- ECHL affiliate, uh, the Trois-Rivières Lions. 
I guess this is a Cam Hillis replacement, uh, given that they're both forwards. Uh, except they 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 play a different game. Um, remember in junior that uh, Riley McKay, uh, he came from the the uh, the WHL, uh, played for Spokane, played for uh, Saskatoon. Um, he for two years running it was. Um, 2017 through 2019, uh, he was the most penalized player in the WHL, um, 150 penalty minutes, uh, more or less each season. Um, last year in, with the Indy Fuel in the ECHL, uh, 192 penalty minutes. So, um, perhaps looking for some toughness in, in Trois-Rivières, uh, kind of tossed in the deal because Riley McKay was, was acquired for futures uh, that, uh, that, that, that he was sent along from, from the Chicago organization. So we'll take a look at uh, some uh, Canadian prospects uh, from all sorts of amateur leagues. Um, This was something we did last week uh, back when uh, both uh, Mishar and Owen Beck had outstanding uh, games, outstanding weeks. Uh, They were looking amazing. Uh, this week, nothing uh, quite uh, stands out as much, but everyone seems to look pretty good. I'm pretty happy with, uh, the, I guess, this past year's draft class. Everyone seems to be playing very well. Uh, one player I'll highlight here briefly, uh, Vincennes Rohrer, p- currently playing with the Ottawa 67s. 10 games, 10 points, 3 goals, 7 assists. Uh, he seems like a guy that's going to end up being a pretty uh, good prospect going forward. Nice to see his stock uh, on the rise a little bit after being a later round draft pick. Yeah, and and a really nice story uh, in The Athletic this week about Vincent Rohr and his his relationship with um, Minnesota Wild rookie Marco Rossi. They, they grew up um, a short distance from each other um, and... Uh, One's kind of following almost directly uh, in in uh, in the other's footsteps. Um, Logan Mayu, another great week. He was the overtime hero for London on Thursday night. Uh, they beat uh, the Niagara Ice Dogs. Um, uh, in, in the in the CHL, you look at Joshua Waugh or Riley Kidney. Um, Joshua Waugh with 19 points already. Riley Kidney with 18 points already. Those guys are. Are on fire. You mentioned uh, Owen Beck and and Fleet Machar. Fleet Machar did not play last game. He had the uh, flu. Um, but then you look over to the NCAA. Uh, you got Rhett Pitlick. Yes, uh, another Pitlick <laughs> uh, playing for Minnesota, who has six points in seven games. Lane Hudson's uh, um, six points in six games. Jack Gorniak. Don't forget about him. He played with. Cole Caulfield uh, in Wisconsin has four points in seven games. Uh, Sean Farrell, who we expect big things from uh, in Harvard, they've only play, he's only played one game so far. So uh, lots of hockey to be played uh, played there. But we'll uh, certainly keep you up to date on all of the Canadians' prospects. Be sure to read all the content at ahl.report and listen to and subscribe to the Press Zone. Uh, episodes come out every Tuesday evening, and uh, we keep you up to date with everything AHL, everything Laval Rocket, and everything Habs Prospects. So now it's time to get into our quotes of the week. All of them are coming from Carey Price. We felt like there was nothing more important uh, than uh, what we heard from Carey Price this past week on uh, October the 24th. Uh, the first quote uh, we're going to get to is uh, his goal for daily life. We know that he's been struggling with a lot of pain and uh, 
and uh, whatnot. So uh, he got to talk a little bit about that. You know, like to kind of really just take it step by step. I don't, uh, you know, I don't have like a plan to retire right at this moment. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, right now, my goal is to just be pain free from day to day. You know, I'm still having some issues getting up and down stairs and, you know, carrying my kids up and down stairs is, uh, is difficult. So my first priority is just to get my body in a, in a place to where I'm pain free in my day to day living and go from there. It's really tough to hear, um, you know, since his surgery, the, the rehab that he's, uh, undergone hasn't, um, been particularly successful and, and hearing that he's, um, in considerable pain with, um, you know, just normal daily activities. Um, it's, it's, um, it, it must, it must be difficult for him and, and, uh, and certainly tough to hear. And, and so we know that he's, uh, if he's having difficulty, um, in normal daily life, uh, off the ice. And, and he said at one point right now, I cannot train at a professional level, um, and so, um, that's, that's quite some time away if, if that ever happens. Yeah. And definitely saddening to hear that, uh, Carey Price, uh, throughout his career has been an absolute battler. Uh, it's unfortunate that, uh, his injury is giving him this much grief, uh, especially within his daily life. Uh, we have another quote coming from him, uh, talking about finding himself in this, uh, position. It's frustrating. No question. Um, you know, it's like you go from, you know, being in the Stanley Cup final to be sitting here today, and it's a pretty short amount of time, but, you know, it's uh, it's not a position I envisioned myself being in and not too long ago, so it's uh, it's it's been a it's been an emotional roller coaster for myself, and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I've had my family there, my kids, my wife have been, you know, very supportive and my family at home and, you know, every fan that I've had an interaction with, you know, over the last, you know, year and a half has been, you know, just overwhelmingly positive. So I'm really thankful for that. Really difficult. And you can hear it in his voice um, that that you kind of sit there and, and think how how did that happen and how did it happen so quickly? Uh, you know, you're in a Stanley cup final, um, as he described it on the 18th green in green, you're, you're so close to your goal. And, and then you're, you're sitting in the position, um, he's in right now and unable to play. Um, and it's just, um, you know, not only the physical pain that he's going through, but also the, the emotional, um, challenges and, and frustrations that he's having right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult enough uh, thing for any hockey player to go through, but uh, Carey Price, after just the absolute roller coaster he's had uh, over the past few seasons, you mentioned going to the Stanley Cup final, and then the next season just not really being able to play a whole lot. He finally gets in. He's a great story. He wins the Masterson Trophy, and now he's in this position. That's uh, It's sad to hear. Uh, it's unfortunate that he's in this position right now. He also uh, went on uh, to talk a little, about, little bit about uh, playing through the pain during the run to the Stanley Cup final. It's mentally challenging. Like, you know, playoffs are, uh, are a grind for anybody, and playing hurts, uh, you know, 
even more so. And, uh, you know, once you kind of get into the game, it's like, you know, everybody's playing hurt, you know, some way or another. Morning skates were tough. <laughs> um, you're not as amped up to, to practice in the morning, but it was, uh, it's definitely trying, but everybody, everybody's uh, by the time, especially by the time you get to the finals playing with something. So um, I was just trying to, you know, stay focused on the goal and uh, and get myself uh, mentally prepared every day. And it's just so, you know, such a such a goal orientated time that you're just focused on this w one goal. You're you're willing to put anything else aside, and uh, that's fine. Um, but it's, it takes a toll on you. You know, it's a it's a physical game, but you know that's why we play it. It's 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 part of the journey. Yeah, it's uh, it was uh, you know basically uh, you know bite a stick and, and suck it up and get out there. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, and and I think for it, it was that way for both Carey Price and Shea Weber. Shea Weber would arrive um, at the rink uh, hours and hours and hours ahead of everybody else in order that he could. Um, get patched up and play get ready to play carry price um during the the playoffs often skip the 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 skates or the practices uh so he would be able to play but both of them playing through uh, multiple you know carry price it was not only his knee uh, but uh, back issues ankle issues um and um as he said you know when you're when you're it's such a goal oriented kind of uh um industry uh that you're you're focused on the stanley cup you don't have any other choice um but to as he says bite on a stick suck it up and get out there yeah that's uh not my favorite saying but uh, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of a, a nice anecdote to uh, look back on uh carrie price also talked about uh, the success of uh, rehab and or surgery yeah, well, like just continuing my rehab, it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been successful, you know, thus far. Um, it's, that's been a real frustrating part. But I, you know, I've talked to several people, and you know, my injury tends to, you know, I've had several people talk to me who have had this type of injury, and they've uh, it's taken a, you know over a year for them to to start feeling normal. So I'm still holding out hope. I might go. You know, there's a possibility of maybe more another injection, but you know, we'll have to uh, we'll have to see. It's like uh, I just have to continue trying to trying to solve a problem. But like I said, you know, another that surgery is uh, is a little bit worrisome for me. He talked about that surgery, uh, uh, another surgery. Um, they described it as the oat surgery. Um, that um, is, you know, why wouldn't he just go ahead with it if it gives him a chance to come back? Well, um, there there is kind of a low probability that it's going to work, and it could uh, impact um, his his daily life, um, and that's what he's worried about. He wants to be able to, um, you know, he has a young family. He wants to be able to play with his kids. He wants to get. Uh, on the ice, he wants to play soccer. He wants to be able to carry them. All of those things. Um, so that's he's still mulling that around um, in his in his in his mind, but is hoping that uh, you know he said he was he's an optimist and um, hopes that other others have have had these kinds of procedures and it it's taken a year 
um, through the rehab process. He's hoping that, um, thin hope, but hoping that, that the rehab will start to have an effect, uh, maybe get another injection. Hasn't worked so far, um, but perhaps, um, perhaps over time it, w- it will. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult decision for anyone to make. And uh, the, I guess Price being in the position where he is uh, having a young family and everything, uh, I, don't, I don't think I could ever put myself in his shoes and know what I would do with that. Um, our final quote here from Carey Price, uh, he talks about paying the price uh, to pursue his dream. Right now, goaltenders are better than they've ever been, and they're they're that way because they play the way they do. And uh, you know, it's a competitive world out there. Everybody wants to be here. You know, at the end of the day, and I don't think there's a kid out there that wouldn't sacrifice anything to be here. And uh, you know, it's 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 part of the cost that you pay. And um, you know, I've paid it. If I were to do it all over again, would I do it? you know I would so you know the best thing you can do is try and take care of your body as best you can because this job is not easy and it's going to be demanding there's no way around it you can't you can't sugarcoat it but the thing you can do is just try and manage yourself as best as possible take care of your body take care of your mentals and as uh, Marshawn Lynch said take care of your chicken Um, a very famous uh, quote by Marshawn Lynch, uh, talking about, um, you know, manage your money properly because, uh, careers are short in sports and, um, and, and you have to consider, uh, your, your transition to the after hockey life. Um, so he said, take care of your body, take care of your mental health, uh, as, as well as your finances. Um, I, I think, you know, Carey Price was, was very calm throughout, um, he, a, a, you know, a, a rabid media th- throng in that room and, and they were waiting to get to Carey Price. And as he does on the ice, he just calmed that whole room down. Uh, the, it was, it was very calm. It was very low key. It was very peaceful. Um, but this, this answer was probably as emotional as he got, um, throughout the, the presser 20 some odd minutes uh, press conference that he gave, um, and he said that that you know, yes, I'm I'm in pain. Yes, it's frustrating, um, all of that. Um, but he said uh, it's part of the cost of of being um, uh, an elite athlete. And and he said, um, you know, would I do this again? Knowing knowing how it turns out, would I do this again? You know the answer to that. Of course I would. Um, and it was, it was really, uh, I, I thought it was fascinating insight, insight into, um, the, the, the mindset of, of one of the greatest, um, hockey players ever. Yeah. Very well spoken. Um, it was a great, uh, media availability. Um, I enjoyed listening to everything that he had to say about it, all the special insights. And uh, honestly, the fact that he'd be willing to pay the price uh, over and over again to get to the same result, uh, absolutely incredible. We'll uh, definitely talk a little bit more about Carey Price in the next uh, segment as well. Uh, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add there, Rick? Yeah, the only other thing I'll say is it also came out, and it came out afterwards in a, in a, an article by uh, Arpin Basu um, talking about Carey as, as one of the 
the greatest uh, NHLers, um, and and uh, t- talked about uh, why he checked himself into uh, the NHL uh, assistance program, and and um, that it was a, a voluntary thing, that it was something that. Um, you know, he, life, life, and the sport just caught up with him, and you know all the speculation and the rumors. Um, it, it, you know, the real reason turned out to be um, serious, but far more innocent than anything, uh, and, and far more relatable than than anything you might expect. And um, so that he was so close to winning a Stanley Cup and the let uh, letdown of that the the letdown of knowing that he would never play with Shea Weber again one of his closest friends on the team um and that went into the surgery um which followed and that went into um you know let's be honest Mark Bergevin dropped the ball when it came to uh, the expansion draft he did nothing he had multiple options and how to protect Jake Allen or Trey Jake Allen, or uh, he did nothing, and Carey Price was bothered that the team was going to lose, and Carey Price sacrificed himself, put himself up uh, for the expansion draft. Um, all of these things, w- after in in rapid succession, weighing on him, uh, and then not feeling uh, that he was r- going to be ready for for the season because of the surgery. Uh, and he used uh, alcohol to um, to cope um, and realized after six or seven uh, mornings when he was still feeling the after effects uh, that he needed help. And he could have done so privately, um, but he wanted to be a role model, wanted to, to help um, the First Nations community and, and uh, as he's always been a role model for them. Uh, and so he, he did it rather publicly um, checked himself into a, 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 an inpatient, a residential treatment facility um, and uh, and feels better for it. He, he said that, you know, you, you needed the support of the team and, and you'd go to a social function, you'd go to a party, you'd have your teammates around you. He said, I'm, I'm a very socially awkward person, which, um, you know, for a, a, an athlete of his stature, you think, well... Uh, he goes to a party, feels uncomfortable. It's easier to to cope with having a beer in your hand. And and he said, I realized that uh, I'm just going to be me from now on. And in doing that, I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. Uh, I'm a better person. And uh, he got the the help that he needed and and uh, dealt with that issue. And um, nothing as you know there. No, well, I don't have to tell you about the rumors, but but uh, I thought it was um, he was really open, and I thought it was uh, an important, maybe an important step in 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 his uh, progression in his healing. Um, but um, I th- I thought you know he's a he's a leader, he's a take charge guy, um, and and I thought uh, that was a, a another good example of him doing that. Yeah, you have to give him a lot of credit for being as open about that stuff as he has been. Um, like you said, he could have gone through and asked for help privately. It, I imagine it's difficult enough to admit that uh, you need to ask for help, but to do so in the public eye uh, with everyone watching, uh, it just uh, incredible. Uh, you mentioned uh, you know the First Nations uh, having a lot of issues uh, with alcohol within uh, the reserves and whatnot. Uh, look hockey wide as well like I'm sure there are other players looking at that and thinking you know what 
maybe I can ask for help too. So just uh, absolutely impressive that Carey Price handled it the way he did and uh, full credit to him. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we will come back to Carey Price uh, in the the second segment. Uh, But to end off segment one here, we have some uh, hockey news uh, from around the league. First and foremost, the Philadelphia Flyers claimed forward Kiefer Bellows off of waivers. Uh, Bellows is a former uh, 19th overall pick. Uh, Hasn't had great stats, hasn't really played a ton in the NHL. Uh, I guess he gets a bit of a fresh start and uh, no surprise that Philly would be interested in this player. Yeah, Philly's run into some injury issues um, right down the the lineup. Um, Couturier um, and and Cam Atkinson and and so um, you know of the of the pedigree of the potential that that Kiefer uh, Bellows has. He's only twenty four years old, um, and uh, and and that that potential to be a, a power center. Uh, not a surprise that uh, they they uh, nabbed him, and of course there is a uh, Canadians connection there. His dad, Brian Bellows, played uh, with uh, the Montreal Canadians um, for a couple of se- three seasons uh, back between uh, 1992 and 1995. Uh, this next one also has a Canadians connection. Is uh, Devin Dubnik? Uh, this morning on uh, Saturday, October the 29th, he's announced his retirement. Uh, Dubnik played eight games with the Hamilton Bulldogs back in the day. Uh, he's probably better remembered uh, for his time being a very, very good and uh, I guess at times a Vesna candidate uh, with the, the Minnesota Wild. Great career for him. Uh, he had uh, some difficult times after leaving Edmonton. Uh, he I don't know that anyone expected him to get back into the NHL. He bounced around a little bit, going to Arizona, going to Nashville, finally found a home in Minnesota, and uh, wow, he was a great goalie for a while there. Yeah, and it was odd. His uh, He was acquired from, from uh, uh, Nashville in 2014 uh, at the trade di- deadline by Mark Bergevin um, and immediately signed to Hamilton, as you said, and and didn't get an opportunity. And, and uh, with the Canadians... Um, uh, you know, revolving door of, of backups with Carey Price. Um, I, I thought he might have added some st- stability and, and uh, uh, been a, a good tandem for, for the Canadians, but uh, they showed no interest uh, in signing him. And, and uh, he went on and had a great deal of success elsewhere. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets went to Arizona and beat the Arizona Coyotes in overtime. Uh, Arizona's first home game at Mullet Arena. Uh, we heard nonstop about all the problems that they were having with this arena. Uh, we saw the photos that uh, Chris Johnson put out about uh, the visitor dressing room just being a bunch of curtains and rods. Uh, so I guess uh, nice to see that uh, the fans in Arizona finally got a game and uh, maybe something to cheer about, although uh, Arizona seems to be a team that uh, is in full uh, Connor Bedard mode. Yeah, um, it, it was a, if you watch the highlights, it was it was wild. Um, ASU had a student section. Um, it is a college that the, they have the two uh, logos of, of the ASU Sun Devils and, and the Coyotes at, at center ice, uh, but they were loud all game long. Uh, the mullets were handed out. The 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 fake wigs were handed out, um, and and there was a you know in the south end there was a, a spot a whole student section where they were pretty rowdy. 
Um, so, uh, you know, a college kind of atmosphere for an NHL game. And, and um, you know, maybe, maybe it's okay. Now, on this night, it was, yeah, it was the Jets that, that prevailed. Um, and Cole Perfetti was, was really good. Shifley tied it up. Um, it, it was... Um, very odd, very odd, and 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 it's hard to see that this is going to be sustainable. But but it is. Um, so we, we'll see what happens with the uh, Arizona Coyotes fan base. Yeah, I know that uh, the Mullet Arena is not on the current NHL video game, and there's been some talk about that. <laughs> I think they should just go ahead and do it. I, I would love to see that, and I might even buy the game just for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. But uh, that'll be it for segment one. Uh, Coming up, uh, we're going to hear a message from our sponsors, DraftKings, and then we'll get to our big topic segment. Stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Now, you know, we cover the Habs here, uh, but, you know, for me personally, I'm a fan of hockey in general. So I love to use DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, you know, to set up uh, kind of some my my favorite picks for, for opening weekend and see if we could get some same-gay parlays going on. In fact, if it's not enough excitement for you to bet that $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. That's what I like to do. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and and lots more options for your shot at an even bigger payout. Now, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. I use it. It's so much fun. Uh, and I don't make big bets. I bet like 25 cents at a time. Like it's it, it's very reasonable. And you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. I'm Michael Spinella, and you can find me on Twitter at the Spinella. And with me in the studio is our president and founder of Rocket Sports, Rick Stevens. You can find him on Twitter at All Habs. You can also follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can visit the website CanadiansConnection.com. Just a reminder to subscribe to the Canadians Connection podcast in the player or on your favorite podcasting app. And it's time to take a deep dive into the Montreal Canadiens goaltending situation. Uh, At pretty much all levels, we're going to go through the amateur prospects, the pro prospects. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, the guys currently holding down the fort. And of course, we're going to get to some more uh, Carey Price. 
the goaltending situation for the Montreal Canadiens took a pretty big turn this past year, uh, going from probably one of the best goalies ever to a tandem that I think is a bit of a question mark. In addition, uh, the management has acknowledged that there is currently no future starting goaltender in this organization. Uh, so, Rick, are you ready to get into goaltenders? Absolutely. It's uh, obviously one of my p- favorite topics. Um, we both had very, very brief careers uh, as as minor league goaltenders, and and it's just been a fascination and something we've followed. And it's been, um, you know, for 15 years, it's been pretty predictable that Carey Price would be the um, the best player on the team would be the fa- franchise player, would be the, the player that you didn't have to worry about. There was, uh, you know, always a different backup uh, with him, but uh, that he was the rock, he was the foundation. And then, uh, you know, various GMs had built uh, from there. Um, and and now that the whole area of goaltending, there's some uncertainty with it, and, and that has a ripple effect uh, throughout the organization. So we'll uh, take a look. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about all the goaltenders that they have at uh, various levels. We're going to start off with the amateur prospects. Uh, We have three different players uh, to get to here, starting off with Emmett uh, Croteau. He's a 2022 sixth-round pick by Montreal, currently 18 years old, and he's in his third season playing in the USHL with the, the Waterloo Blackhawks. He's a ways off. Uh, I don't think there's too much to say from him. Is there going to be some promise? Uh, yeah, I think so, but uh, maybe a little bit too early to tell. Isn't that, Rick? Yeah, I think so. A six-round pick this past year, as you said, it's, it's, uh, he's got good size. As you, This will be a, a running theme. He's 6'4", yeah. um, 195, um, from Bonneville, Alberta. Um, he is interesting. Um, he, he is Métis and, and, uh, that, that kind of connection with, with Carey Price. But as you said, a long way away plays playing currently with Waterloo Blackhawks in the USHL. Um, after seven games, uh, he has a, a three and four record, 261 goals against 902 save percentage, nothing to get terribly excited about. Um, but he's, he's still very young. He's committed next year, um, to Clarkson university. He'll play in the NCAA and, and again, um, he'll be there for, for a while. So it's, it's way too early to know for the Canadians to really know what they have, uh, in Croteau. Yeah. In general, I think it's fair to say that most goalie prospects are going to be projects. I don't think that there's really any goaltenders that don't take at least a little bit of time to develop. Even some of the best goalie prospects ever probably need a little bit of AHL time in there. So uh, the fact that this guy was drafted uh, just this past season, I I think it's uh, fair that we're going to have to be a little bit patient to find out what he's all about. Yeah, for sure. But uh, someone who's been in the organization a little bit longer, uh, Frederick Decau. He is a former fifth-round draft pick uh, in 2019. Currently, he's in the SHL playing with Forlunda. Lots of great NHL players have come from Forlunda, so I like what they have going on there. 
right now he's 21. He's a uh, six foot five. You mentioned that size is going to be an ongoing theme. Uh, look no further than Frederick Decau. Uh, I think that he's, uh, he's another interesting goalie prospect a little bit further along. Maybe he can make a jump to the North American ice at some point in uh, the next uh, couple of seasons. Uh, I, I hope so. At least uh, I'd like to get a, a little bit of a better look at him. He in, he's had four starts this year for, for Linda, uh, one, three of them, not uh, two, seven, six, uh, goals against eight ninety six save percentage. So not great numbers, but he's also had exposure, um, in the, in the Olympics. He had exposure at the world championships. He happened to lose both of the games, uh, that he was in, but still, as you said, uh, a little bit further along, um, and has that, uh, that size that the Canadians seem to be looking for. Yeah, and we'll get to probably the most decorated uh, goaltender of all the prospects, uh, Jakob Dobis. Uh, twenty twenty, uh, he was drafted fifty six overall. He's six foot four, uh, twenty one years old. Currently playing with Ohio State in the NCAA. Um, as I mentioned, he's very decorated. Uh, he was at one point the USHL. Uh, he was named to the USHL uh, second all-star team. Then in 2021-2022, he was uh, named uh, to the all-rookie team. He was named uh, best goaltender. He was named to first uh, all-star team. And then he was named uh, rookie of the year. Well, a co-champion for rookie of the year. So a lot of hope for Jakob Dobis. I'm hoping that uh, he can come over to Montreal sooner rather than later, but uh, definitely be patient to uh, give him another full year at Ohio State. Yeah, and, and all of those honors in the Big Ten, um, and best goaltender in the Big Ten. Uh, he's He had a, 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 a very seamless transition from the U- USHL uh, to the NCAA. Great season last year. Um uh, 21 wins, uh, goals in 35 games, uh, 2.26 um, goals against, 934 save percentage. He was a rock for Ohio State and off to a, um, a great start again. Um, six wins in nine games, 931 save percentage. Um, he he looks really good. Um, but again, uh, a college goaltender, we'll, we'll see how his his uh, path uh, develops and, and, and how he gets to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. And we'll uh, start to take a look at uh, guys currently in pro development. Uh, first and foremost, I, I believe this is his first pro season. It's uh, Joe Verbetic, uh 2021 uh, seventh round pick. He's six foot six, uh, the biggest of all the goalie prospects so far, uh, just uh, 20 years old, spent last season in the OHL playing with North Bay Right now, he's uh, getting uh, some time in the ECHL with the the Trois-Rivières Lions. Uh, He looked a little bit unpolished when I saw him in the preseason. Um, He's uh, somebody that I think he needs to face a lot of pucks in the ECHL. Uh, He needs... Uh, you need to be a little bit more patient with him. Uh, I mentioned he's six foot six. Sometimes uh, when you're that young and you're that uh, large, it, uh, it takes a little while to, uh, I guess, learn your body and be able to use that size. Um, maybe he can make a jump to the AHL next season, but uh, I, I don't mind uh, goaltenders taking the longer path going through the ECHL. A number of guys in the NHL have done that. Uh, look at uh, Chris Dreger as an example of that. And uh, who knows, maybe even this season he'll get some opportunity in the AHL if there are some injuries. 
Yeah, he's listed as three years in the OHL, but there was a lost season there, the COVID season. So really only two seasons with North Bay. Uh, played a lot, um, 42 and 45 games. And he was he was good and good in playoffs uh, for the battalion um, last year. And and I think that's that's the key. They, they've, the Canadians have set it up nicely in that um, Caden Primo is is getting far and away the the uh, the majority of the starts in Laval, um, Poulin backing up, and and so it's nice to have Rebetic in uh, Trois Rivieres where he can he can play a lot and um, and hopefully he does that this season. Yeah, so far in uh, the two games, uh, his uh, save percentage is at eight seventy eight. His goals against average is at three point six zero. Um, in terms of AHL, I feel like that's probably around what you expect as uh, a lot of goalies in the ECHL uh, do face a lot of pucks. So uh, we'll keep an eye on him. Uh, he's somebody that uh, I guess he's the furthest along of the bunch so far. And uh, we'll move along to somebody who's been with the organization even longer and somebody that I think most people will be familiar with at this point in uh, Caden Primo. We've seen Primo at his best. We've seen him at his worst. Currently 23 years old, best suited in the AHL. The organization last season, I think they handled his development quite poorly. They seemed pretty insistent on trying to get him into NHL games. It wasn't going well. And every time he got called up, he would uh, start. Well, every time he got uh, called up and then sent back down, you could see that he'd lose some confidence. He'd had some trouble adjusting back to the AHL game. Um, this. This season, uh, despite Laval's lackluster start, he, he has posted a, a .925 save percentage. Although he's not been great, uh, even in the preseason, Caden uh, Primo was given a lot of opportunities, uh, given more opportunities to play than Sam Montembeau, and he didn't look great. He's somebody that I think you got to be patient with them. Give him a full year in the AHL. Do not dare call him up. Uh, let him play. Let him figure it out. Let him work out all the all the things that he needs to work out. I was a little bit confused uh, this past offseason when he was given a three-year one-way contract. Obviously, this season he was waiver exempt, so it made sense to put him in the AHL. But uh, the fact that he has a one-year contract or a one-way contract, that doesn't mean that he can't go to the AHL it just means that he makes the same amount of money in the AHL or NHL but that does leave me to believe that the organization thinks that he is quite far along in his development and that he will have another opportunity next season to take the uh, backup uh, job behind Jake Allen to surpass uh, Samuel Montembeau I I don't know that I see that Uh, I guess we'll see where we're at on uh, Caden Primo Uh, Rick uh, what are your thoughts on him yeah, he, he was given every opportunity in the preseason to. We, we heard that it was going to be a real battle between Montembeau um, and Primo. Uh, the Canadians obviously put their uh, finger on the scale, trying to 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 push it in favor of Primo. They gave him the contract when he really hadn't earned it. He he hadn't done anything to earn that that contract, um, and and he was off. You know. He was awful. I'll, I'll just say it. He was awful in the preseason. Um, he he didn't look good at all. His movements weren't good. His positioning wasn't good. Um, his his read of the play, his rebound, nothing was was going well. 
Um, he started five of the seven games now in, in Lavelle um, and has been all over the place. Um, he's got a shutout in there, uh, which helps those, those numbers. Um, but he hasn't, he hasn't uh, yet looked consistent um, and uh, hasn't yet looked comfortable. And, and yeah, maybe that only comes uh, by playing a, a lot of games and, and, uh, and and he needs to be dominant at the AHL level before he he's brought to um, Montreal to be a backup. If if that if he'll ever be that, I I think the the um, the ship has sailed on him being a you know a a, a prominent starter in the league. Uh, but can he have an NHL career as a backup? Maybe, um, but that's going to depend on what he does this season. Yeah, last year's playoffs, I think he played very well. He looked pretty decent, but uh, so far uh, this season, I've I've not seen it quite yet. Uh, hopefully, he can get his career back on track. Uh, you know that nobody's rooting for him more than the Montreal Canadiens organization at this point. Is uh, he'll continue to be given basically all the opportunities going forward. Uh, taking a look at who is currently holding down the fort, uh, we mentioned uh, Sam Montembo briefly. Well, he's one of those guys. We got to see him play against uh, Buffalo, where he looked pretty all right. Uh, picked up uh, off of waivers from Florida last season. Uh, he was re-signed this offseason uh, to a two-year one-way contract. Uh, last season didn't look great to start. He improved as it went along, but uh, he's... He's been decent enough so far this season. I don't think that I see him as a permanent solution as a backup for a really good NHL team. Perhaps a pretty all right uh, stopgap guy uh, for what position the Montreal Canadiens are currently in. I don't think that he really has a future in Montreal beyond that uh, two-year contract. He might not even have uh, a future with the Montreal Canadiens past this season, if Caden Primo comes out and is really, really good to start next season. But uh, we'll see. I give him credit. He's been putting up some good numbers so far, and he seems to be giving uh, the Canadians a chance to win when he's in net. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's had some up and down start. We, we talked about him uh, looking good for the last 40 minutes in, in Buffalo and, and and making a lot of saves, I think he's been helped by the the change in in the goaltending coach uh, with Montreal. Um, he's playing further back in the net. Uh, he's um, he's a goaltender that um, his his lateral movements aren't necessarily that quick and and aren't that controlled. He's he's pretty wild, um, and uh, and and so. Um, moving him further back in the net, he's able to go side to side uh, a little bit quicker, but he's still getting used to positioning himself. Um, and that's, um, uh, that's that, 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 that lack of being a, a strong technical goaltender is, has yielded a ton of rebounds. So he's still getting used to um, adapting his game uh, to try and, and, and give him a bit of an advantage. Um, and I think it's, I think, you know, what you see is what you get. Um, he's ideally, um, you know, he's one of those guys that, that probably is a very good AHL goaltender and, and, uh, is capable of a couple of good starts, um, at the NHL level. Ideally, um, you know, he, he wouldn't be playing as much as, as, uh, as he does. Uh, but Jake Allen, um, you know, has that, that injury, um, history and, and, uh, 
and Montembo is going to be accounted on to to relieve some of that load from from Jake Allen. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Jake Allen, the veteran, uh, the guy who was brought in to be the backup for Carey Price, um, Allen was just given a contract extension, so that indicates to me that Allen is not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I know some people have looked around the league and been like, well, there seems to be a shortage of really good goaltenders. Unfortunate, well, I guess fortunately and unfortunately, depending on where you stand, uh, Jake Allen is here in Montreal to stay for uh, the next little while. He will be the starter for the foreseeable future. Uh, this season, I think he's actually played pretty decent. I, I've been impressed for the most part. But at the same time, uh, on a lot of other teams, is Jake Allen a starter? Well, probably not. I think he's a very good backup, maybe uh, even a 1B on some teams. But uh, I, I don't know that he's necessarily a long-term solution as a starter. And, uh, well, I guess we got to bring up that quote from Martin St. Louis, uh, Jake Allen. He's currently here uh, to plant a, a tree or something like that. <laughs> and there's shade and, and sandwiches involved, a nice pic- picnic basket and yeah, <laughs> whatever that all that means. Um, yeah, Jake Allen is, um, he, he wouldn't be um, a, a starter on a contending team. Um, that Those years, of, you know, and, and I think he, he knows that. And, and uh, Jordan Binning, there was that transition in St. Louis from Jordan Bennington to Jake Allen. Um, and, you know, if you're Jake Allen, um, we, we mentioned the expansion draft. It was almost a certainty that uh, Jake Allen was headed from Montreal to Seattle. I don't. I don't think there's any debate on that. Um, yeah. Carey Price came to 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 the rescue of that. So um, would Jake Allen rather be in in Montreal or in Seattle? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. And and uh, being a New Brunswick guy, and and um, it's it's uh, he's got a pretty nice thing going. Uh, expectations are low for him, um, and uh, and he can be that transition, uh, that placeholder uh, goaltender until the organization has a, a, a new starter, a bona fide uh, um, prospect who's able to take over that role eventually, and and has that contract, um, so that that uh, that he can he can be. You know, as as I described, holding the fort. The, that's that's the role of of Jake Allen right now. Uh, the Canadians do have to be careful with him in that um, he he's capable of very solid uh, performances until his workload gets to the point where um, you know he he's just not able to manage that. And we remember Dom Ducharme. Um, and uh, and Dom Ducharme saying, I, I don't know why um, um, uh, Jake Allen is playing so much, uh, but he's he you know it, it it hurts our team when he plays so much. And of course, then Dom was advised that he's the one that made that decision. Um, so uh, you know it's it's um, it's a good situation for Jake Allen as long as Sam Montembeau is able to take uh, a good portion of the load and. Um, I, I think one of the things that um, I'm I'm shocked at. I thought, I truly thought uh, that this year, given the young defense, that um, that the the goaltending, the Canadians' goaltending, would just be absolutely peppered, um, and they would have to come to the rescue of 
the team's young defense. And and I know it's early, um, but um, there have been uh, less high-danger scoring chances allowed uh, than you might expect uh, in the first eight games. Um, and Jake Allen said this week, uh, quote, um, there's a lot of variability in goaltending, but kudos to our young decor. Uh, they've been logging bit, big minutes for our team. And, and I think that's key that, that the, the young defense, um, and, and, and I'm not only talking about the young defense, but, uh, because David Savard has played very well, um, as well. I think that the def- Canadians defense is, is overachieving right now. Can they maintain the, the pace they're at? And, you know, will the goaltending have to, uh, have to pick it up and, and, and pay back what they, they've been, uh, served so far? Maybe I'm, I'm sure that's going to happen, but, um, I, I think that, that right now the numbers, uh, for Allen and Montembeau, um, are, have been boosted by, uh, the, the Canadians defense and, and it's how well it's been playing. Yeah, that's been a bit of a surprise to me, too. I, I wasn't expen- expecting uh, Montreal's uh, defense to be as far along as it has been. Uh, I mean, kudos to Caden Gooley, not to get too off topic, but uh, he's been great. Uh, he's looked uh, like probably their best defenseman, and he, he plays like a veteran to an extent. So And Jordan Harris. There. Jordan Harris, yeah. uh, who, who I think many people had penciled into Laval at the beginning of the season, he's been terrific. Um, and playing uh, on his, he had uh, in training camp at, and the exhibition schedule, they had uh, put him at, at, on the right side to see if that would work. He's much better on the left, um, and he and Kovacevic have have been uh, really good uh, together. There's been a lot of of um, ink about uh, Arbor Jacki, and and uh, justifiably so, because it's a wonderful Cinderella kind of story, and he's a big personality. But quietly, I think Jordan Harris and, and Caden Cooley have been uh, the Canadians' two most reliable defensemen. Absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, but uh, getting things back to goaltenders, there is one more guy that uh, we should definitely talk about. I think he's Hall of Fame worthy. It's uh, Carey Price. Um, for the time being, he's probably not back. He's not going to be playing in a Montreal Canadiens uniform until further notice. Uh, also not retiring anytime soon. Um, but I guess if I were to ask myself, is uh, Carey Price someone that's Hall of Fame worthy? Like, yeah, absolutely no question. I, I have a list of things he's accomplished and it spans like two pages long. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and read all of them, but you know, He's uh, he's won Vesna trophies. He won a Hart Trophy. He's been an NHL All Star. He's been to the Olympics and won a gold medal. And he was fantastic. He was instrumental in that team. Uh, he won the best goaltender at that Olympics as well. So uh, honestly, it, it's unfortunate to everything that's gone on with Carey Price, but uh, just uh, probably one of the best goaltenders ever. Probably the best goaltender of the modern era. Yeah, there's um, no question in in my mind, and in in the hockey people I talk to, there's no question that he's headed to the Hockey Hall of Fame. He owns just about every Montreal Canadiens uh, record for goaltending, and that's hard to do given uh, the great goaltenders of the past. Um, he was uh, dominant for um, the, you know the the player you wanted. Um, um, in your net on a game seven, that was routinely 
uh, answered uh, in in poll after poll after poll, and uh, for the opposition, very intimidating. Um, and and there was a stretch there for four years that um, he was not only the best goaltender, but he was the best player, uh, the best hockey player on the on the planet, and and many. Uh, people have have made that uh, that case, and um, I, I think all of those things are are acknowledged. Uh, but there was a really interesting article this week um, in uh, on NHL.com, and it was Kevin Woodley. And Kevin Woodley, if you follow goaltending, you probably have seen his work before um, uh, on goaltending in Goal Magazine and 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 other places, Hockey News and and elsewhere. Uh, and uh, he talked about. Uh, how Carey Price changed um, both influence goaltending uh, goaltenders and future goaltenders, and and changed the way goaltending is played. Um, and he spoke to to a lot of them, and um, um, he said that uh, I think he he interviewed um, uh, Carter Hart in Philadelphia, and and Carter Hart said I think every Canadian goalie growing up followed Carey Price. He was my idol. I watched everything I he did. Um, there, um, from skating drills to, uh, to, to the way he warmed up, um, and quote, there was just something about his game, uh, the way he made everything look so effortless and smooth. And I think because of that, every young goalie grew up, idolized him. Um, and, and others have, have said similar stories and, and, um, just about, um, you know, the way he efficiently, uh, the less is more kind of, um, uh, being an efficient with your movements, being precise with your movements. He, he's a tremendous skater. Um, and, and that came, became as, as Kevin Woodley argues, the gold standard for, for all goalies, the way goaltending changed, the way goaltending is played now because of, uh, Carey Price. Uh, there's quotes in there, uh, from Eric Carmery saying, uh, the best goaltender I've ever seen in my life. This is the guy I want to be like, um, Devin Dumnik, who we, we talked about, uh, um, and said that, uh, price is his starts and stops his pushes. It's like, he's floating in the net. Um, Curtis McElhaney, uh, he's so calm. He's almost nonchalant. Uh, Casey DeSmith from Pittsburgh. He has everything flawless technique, uh, quickness, uh, his, his ability to read the shot, um, and that was in a, another article in, in the um, uh, Athletic where they went through the shooters and talked about, um, talked to Rick Nash and, and um, uh, Jamie Benn and, and a whole list of shooters saying Price read, uh, knew what I was going to do before I did it. And Rick Nash said uh, the best way to uh, beat Carey Price was to flub your shot, uh, to fan on your shot, and 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 then take your own uh, uh, the next shot because you weren't getting the the first one by him because because uh, uh, he knew he knew um, what uh, what was going to happen. So um, you know he performed at a high level. He changed the sport. He was idolized um, and feared, um, and uh, and and all of those uh, quality and and the fact that as I said, owns almost every Canadian's goaltending record. Um, I think he's undoubtedly headed to uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame. 
Yeah, and uh, you know what? I want to hear a little bit from uh, Jay Gallen as well. I know in the article uh, you were mentioning, written by uh, Kevin Woodley, uh, Jay Gallen did describe uh, Carey Price as a gold standard. Uh, we also have some audio from Jay Gallen talking about the opportunity that he's had to play with Carey Price. Uh, just a great guy. You know, I, I never really got to meet him before I came here. You know, I always wanted to. Um, you know, uh, I actually saw him downtown once when I was younger uh, at a bar, but I was a little too shy. I wasn't even in the NHL yet to say hi, but, uh, you know, just how good of a person he is. I think I've said this before. It's all about good people in this locker room first, and then you can be a hockey player after that. And uh, I think everyone that you've he's played with here, you know, Team Canada, um, all the world international experiences would say you know, how down to earth he is. He's just such a good guy, good, a good person. And, you know, uh, the Montreal Canadiens are, you know, so fortunate to have that guy for the last 15 years. You know, how many organizations will be killing to have Kelly Price uh, at their fingertips um, for that length of time is, is something special. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been for me to be able to play with him for a few years is amazing. Uh, just being so calm, and you, you you heard how calm he was in in that presser. Uh, the same on the ice, uh, how precise he was. Uh, what a technical goaltender, and all of that. Jake Allen had the opportunity um, to learn and 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 emulate and take pieces um, of his game. And and uh, um, I th- I think that um, as Jake said, that Canadians fans are a little spoiled that. Uh, that they had him in the organization that, that other teams would die to have, have him um, in, uh, in net and, and managing the, the, uh, the play on the ice, controlling the play on the ice the way he did. And, and, uh, and, and it's, it's interesting to hear from Jake Allen who spent so much time and, and spent so much time up close with him that, that despite all of his success, that he was still, uh, down to earth and and a, and a very humble individual. Yeah, that's that's always great to hear, and you can tell, like you can always tell by Carey Price's demeanor, he very rarely gets phased. He's not somebody that gets overly emotional when things get tough. He was always just a nice, like calm, steady presence. And no matter the situation, when I watched Carey Price play, I was never really worried about him getting scored on. It was just like, oh, someone's shooting? Yeah, of course he's going to stop it. He's Carey Price. Like, it wouldn't even phase me. But uh, we have another quote uh, coming from Jake Allen on uh, what Carey, uh, what made Carey Price so dominant. If you look back the last 10, 15 years, he's pretty much been the gold standard of technical goaltending. You know, I think a lot of goalie coaches, minor hockey kids, NHL goalies sort of try to pick pieces out of his game. I think how smooth he is in the net, you know, fast is smooth. You know, you don't have to be, sometimes if you're too fast, you're wonky and all over the place, but he's so smooth, he is fast. He gets the pucks, you know, he's big, he's got a wide butterfly. He's just, he's the epitome of goaltending at, you know, since probably his world junior days in 2006, seven, right up until, you know, until now. And, uh, his game really never changed either, which is the most amazing thing for me. Um, my game has changed 180, you know, since I came to the league. And I think all goalies would say that they changed certain parts of the game. But, you know, really looking back on it, Pricer's game really didn't change much. And to have that much success with that, you know, foundation is it's pretty incredible. Yeah, he went on to say that Carey Price uh, was the goaltender for our country. Uh, you knew that that uh, for an international event, Carey Price was going to be there. 
um, and and the impact that that had on uh, all goalies in Canada and 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 beyond, as we as we heard. Um, and uh, his his impact is going to be felt, uh, says Jake, for many 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 years to come. Yeah, and our last uh, audio it comes from uh, Brendan Gallagher, who of course has played with Carey Price for a long, long time. They've been in uh, the organization together for what seems like forever. Um, both guys, I, I think, to an extent, over the past few years, both of those players are basically the faces of the organization. Uh, when you think about the Montreal Canadiens, it's uh, those two. So uh, Brendan Gallagher uh, talks about his favorite memory while play- playing with Carey Price. Going into a game seven, I remember um, the two that we had, um, you know, Boston and Toronto. Uh, favorite memory might be before the game, feeling incredibly nervous, uh, kind of having my head down and looking up in both times, just seeing him as calm as could be. And uh, the sense of relief it gave me as a, as a teammate, as a player, it's, it's hard to describe. Uh, you don't know him when you have him back there. He's, he's going to be the best player on the ice that night. And uh, to have that type of confidence in a teammate is, is something special. He made... He made some highlight reel saves. Uh, he liked to show off on a Saturday night with his big windmill glove saves. He uh, he did a lot. The, the carry chance. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things throughout his career. His Vesna heart-winning season, how dominant he was. You know, there's so many things that you can look at. But I think for me, it was just um, you know the confidence he gave he gave us to go out there and, and be able to win a hockey game was was something that I don't think a lot of uh, players get to feel. Just that confidence, that confidence, um, and and calming effect, uh, and it it, uh, it it started in in the dressing room and and uh, continued on on the ice, and and uh, you know the the Canadians uh, game after game would be would be outplayed or outshot or or outchanced, um, and, but they were given an opportunity to win because of Carey Price, and and uh, that. That gave them uh, a boost in their step and and uh, the 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 uh, confidence to go out and and um, and and win uh, when when perhaps they they probably shouldn't. Um, but a really kind of uh, uh, nice comment there from from Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I, I agree with everything you said there, Rick. Uh, with Carey Price, uh, absolute legend, uh, the next uh, generation of young goaltenders. If there's anyone that can get anywhere near what Carey Price was, people are going to describe him as the next Carey Price. And, and to me, that's like monumental that people could make that comparison. You know, for example, what were we hearing about uh, McDavid before he came into the league? Well, people were going, oh, well, he's going to be the next Gretzky. So the fact that Carey Price is at that level, absolutely incredible. Great career, uh, possibly great career so far because you never know. And uh, you just, you hope that he's able to take care of his uh, pain and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, and and uh, we're not uh, we're not closing the book. Uh, it's it's uh, maybe there's a final chapter to to be written, um, but we thought we'd take the opportunity when talking about the entire uh, Canadians goaltending um, situation throughout the organization. Uh, Carey Price has been, you know, he's he's been that the story uh, for the past fifteen years. So we couldn't um, we couldn't ignore him there uh, and. Uh, as we found out from the press conference, uh, plans to be around for events. Uh, uh, you know, we talked about him being part of the blood drive, um, and and plans to. He 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 mentioned uh, that he's had conversations uh, 
with uh, senior management about having some role and and have and being involved in some projects uh, this year uh, for the Montreal Canadiens off the ice. Absolutely. So uh, before uh, we move on uh, to our third segment, when uh, we have our Canadians Connection Question of the Week, Rick, uh, do you have any uh, final comments that you want to make about uh, Carey Price? Well, I think uh, we're going to want to, in our next uh, segment to hear from our listeners, um, either uh, to let us know uh, what you think about the, the goaltending, the state of goaltending in the Canadians organization or um, as we'll, as as we've hinted at, uh, our question of the week will have to do with uh, memories of Carey Price. And if you have a, a, a favorite memory, we certainly want to hear from you. So now uh, we're going to go ahead and take our final break. Uh, stay with us. You are listening to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked-out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends. Show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. Welcome back to episode 215 of the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. You can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can visit the website canadiansconnection.com. Also, feel free to text us anytime via the Rocket Sports text line. It's 5853-ROCKET. That's 5853-ROCKET. Make sure you send in those texts uh, with uh, your first name and where you're from, and uh, we uh, will certainly read through those, and who knows, we might even read it on air through a, a third segment at some point. So coming up, we do have our uh, Canadians Connection question of the week, 
Just before that, though, uh, I know it's very difficult to, to keep track of the Montreal Canadiens uh, with the amount of news and the amount of drama that always happens with this team. So we do our best to help you all out with that. Some of those ways are uh, with our All Habs magazine at allhabs.net. Uh, you can look out for the Habs notepad written by Chris G that comes out once a week. He talks about basically everything that has happened, uh, starting with the Montreal Canadiens. He'll go down to the Laval Rocket, even the Trois-Rivières Lions, and keep you up to date with everything that's happening there. Plus, if uh, you are interested in, uh, uh, I guess, a a new feature, we have a new feature article entitled uh, Roster Choices. And uh, Rick, uh, what can you tell us about that one? That's an article written by Gustav, and and uh, he was kind of foreshadowing uh, the choices that Marty St. Louis would have to make uh, with players coming back uh, from injury, and and uh, we we might see some of those uh, those choices on Saturday night against St. Louis. We talked about it early in the show with Yola Armia, um, Michael Pozzetta, and Yuri uh, Slavkovsky being uh, reinserted into the lineup. Also, we have uh, content that comes out on YouTube. Uh, if you want to check out the Habs Hockey Report, that's hosted by Amy Johnson every Thursday. Uh, she gives you your midweek update on everything Montreal Canadiens and Laval Rocket. This past episode is entitled A Pause for Carey Price. So she uh, takes a look at uh, the Carey Price uh, media availability and she goes through everything to do with that. Also, uh, feel free uh, to uh, leave a like and a comment. Uh, if you leave a comment, Amy responds to all the comments. She uh, likes to read them on air as well. So make sure if uh, you liked what you saw there, you leave a like a, and a comment. And also hit subscribe if uh, you enjoyed what you saw. So um, throughout all of our social media, our, our handles, um, just look for All Habs on Twitter, at All Habs. On um, Facebook, at All Habs. Uh, on Instagram, at All Habs. Uh, on YouTube, we've been telling you, youtube.com slash All Habs. You know what? Handles are going to be introduced uh, mid, mid-November. Um, and we already know what our handle is going to be on YouTube. And I tell you, if you go to YouTube and you go to the search bar and you type in at All Habs, it's going to take you to our YouTube page, and you're going to want to watch all the videos because, as Michael said, uh, Amy comes up with the Habs Hockey Report every week, uh, and they're tremendous, absolutely tremendous, worth uh, worthy of your time. We also have a Rocket Sports Radio podcast. Every Saturday, it's the Canadian's Connection. That's the podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, as I always say, uh, we are here all year round. We're here right through the summer uh, when some of the other podcasts uh, stop, uh, when some of the radio stations stop talking hockey. We keep you up to date with everything Montreal Canadiens. And uh, as we're in uh, to the peak of the season, uh, we'll continue to be here and uh, provide you all your news updates and interesting uh, big topics. Also, every Tuesday, it's the Press Zone. That's hosted by Amy Johnson and uh, Patrick Williams. Um, Patrick is our AHL guru. Uh, the Press Zone talks about everything to do with Laval Rocket, uh, Montreal Canadiens prospects, and uh, anything like that. So if you want to stay up to date with that, please hit subscribe on the Press Zone and uh, make sure you never miss a single episode. Yeah, we've got lots of new uh, listeners to uh, the Canadians Connection. Uh, and so just we're going to remind everybody to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button in, in your player. 
Uh, same thing on YouTube. We just want you to subscribe so you don't miss a thing because uh, we'll have content for you all year, all the hockey year long and beyond. And uh, Rick, this past week, I, I did something that I have not done, uh, I guess, since last November. And uh, I did a full face shave. So wow. I prep myself. You're getting uh, ready. Yeah, preparing myself for Movember. And uh, while well, our Rocket Sports team, uh, we have, uh, I guess, a Movember initiative within ourselves. If anyone is interested in uh, coming along, I, you want to join a mustache, if you want to contribute in another way, uh, please reach out, let us know. Uh, we'd be happy to have you on our Rocket Sports uh, Movember team. Uh, usually, well, what I did last year was I did uh, the daily mustache update. So you get to take a look at and see my beautiful mustache as it grows <laughs> in throughout the month. And spoiler alert, it uh, only takes a couple days for it to come in. <laughs> uh, and and if you don't want to do the mustache thing, uh, there's other ways you can be involved in in uh, promoting uh, awareness uh, for men's health. You can be involved um, as some of our our um, members of, of the Movember team get involved in a move challenge uh, and commit to to um, uh, doing so much exercise during during the week. So there's lots of ways to be involved. Uh, if you want to be involved uh, dollar wise and and uh, sponsor uh, one of our, our team members, we'll tell you about that next week. But uh, as Michael said, if if you want to join the team and 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 uh, um, uh, be part of of this. Uh, doing something nice for uh, the men in your, in your life that you love, um, then uh, send, send us an email, send us a text, and, and we'll have you as part of our team for the month of November. And now it's time for a long-awaited Canadians Connection question of the week. The question is, what was your favorite memory of Carey Price? Uh, there are so many to choose from. Uh, me personally, I think back to watching him uh, win the gold medal at uh, the World Juniors. Uh, that was before I even knew he was a Montreal Canadiens prospect, so I was very excited to find that out. Uh, he's had an amazing career, so text us. Uh, you can uh, email us. You can even reach out on social media. We want to make sure we hear from you. And uh, we'll uh, now get into our Montreal Canadiens' upcoming important dates uh, throughout the next week. On October the 29th, that's uh, Saturday today, um, Montreal is in St. Louis uh, for a 7 p.m. puck drop. Uh, lots of uh, Montreal and Canadian St. Louis connections with Jake Allen and whatnot. Then uh, November and, 1st... Uh, Chris oh, Weidman, Chris Weidman's going to have, he said, I think 50 members of his family uh, in St. Louis. Uh, of course, he's from that area. Um, he said he was going to uh, have the family Christmas card done, and then uh, then they'd all be in the stands to cheer him on. So um, look for a good game from from Chris Weidman, and as you said, uh, those members of the Canadians with uh, Blues connections, Hoffman, Allen, um, and uh, uh, although Edmondson won't be in the lineup, I'm sure uh, he'll be wanting to see his uh, his mates beat his former club. <laughs> And then uh, on November the 1st, if you can believe it's already uh, coming up on November, it's, uh, well, two of the teams that Dubnik uh, played with. Uh, Montreal is in Minnesota. That's an 8 p.m. start. And then November uh, the 3rd, uh, Montreal heads over to Winnipeg for another 8 p.m. start. So it's a little bit later, but not too late. You can still uh, tune in uh, to watch those. So that's going to be a wrap for us today. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the Canadians Connection podcast in the player on your favorite podcasting app. And if you like, uh, you can also share on social media. Uh, enjoy your week. Uh, we'll be, be uh, back here next Saturday, November the 5th, for another great episode. Thank you all for listening to the Canadians Connection podcast. 
here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens.